0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say it's not just me on the show today so before we start waxing lyrical about wages let's get the introductions out of the way. First up I'm joined by Jamie Brown. Jamie it's a pleasure to have you on the show, I hope all is well.
1: Yeah, all good, thanks, Dan. Um, obviously, another difficult week of of being a Spurs fan. You know that defeat to AC Milan was was really kind of a crushing blow, having also been knocked out the FA Cup as well. So yes, a, a difficult week of being a Spurs fan. Obviously, he did get bounced back with a win over Nottingham Forest, but uh, yeah, difficult to have gone out of both cup competitions. But. Uh, Yeah, obviously the season goes on. We've still got something slightly to play for in terms of the top four. But look, obviously the Premier League looking really exciting now. I think the the battle for relegation is kind of really heating up. I think there's several teams now that are really in in danger. I think the title race is going to be really interesting. Obviously we saw Man City produce that fantastic win um, against RB Leipzig. So I'm sure they're going to be a side who look like they're thoroughly back now. They're going to be wanting to chase Arsenal down as I said, the race of the top four looked really good as well. Several teams that, that look like they can get in. So, uh, yeah, lots to talk about in the Premier League. And uh, I'm sure we're going to cover it on this show.
0: We certainly will. We're also going to cover the FA Cup and some Europa League action. So there's loads to get involved with this week. You may have noticed that it's just Jamie in the starting lineup today, as Craig has unfortunately failed a late fitness test. From the both of us, get well soon, mate. And hopefully, you're back in the fold next week. Okay, that's all the intros out of the way. So let's get down to business. And of course, before we start... Wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips, and insight. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the Odds On Podcast hashtag. And who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. OK, where should we start first? Let's start with tonight's Premier League action as Brighton play host to Crystal Palace. Now, it's no winning 10 for the Eagles. Big question is, will that run extend to 11 in just a few hours? And if so, what will be the exact match outcome? So, you can get 2-5 to five for a Brighton win, but something to consider is that the last three matches have been one all draws. That in itself is an eight to one bet. That's probably worth some consideration. I think Brighton haven't got the better of Palace in the last six from my memory. That might be wrong, but I know that's certainly the streak. It could be longer. So with that said, Jamie, as I've just mentioned, Palace do have a habit of foiling Brighton. Though mm. a win may be out of the equation for Patrick Vera's men, could they earn at least a point? At odds of sixteen to five.
1: Yeah, well, obviously, it's worth considering as well. This is a Derby match, obviously, a, a quite a strange Derby match. But look, these are two clubs that do hate each other. And we know in Derby games, anything can happen. I just think that you have to look at the form in this one. You have to look at, obviously, the game being at the Amex as well, a home game for Brighton. Brighton are obviously by far the better side here. And, uh, yeah, I can't see anything other than a big Brighton win here. Um, obviously, they've been good at home this season. They've won three of their last four games at the Amex, obviously great form there. Crystal Palace, for them, it's been a really bad run. They're without a win in 10. Um, and obviously, we know goals have been a real issue for them. Um, I think only three teams have have scored less than them this season. And each of those teams have only scored just one less. And uh, so it's been a really kind of poor season in front of goal for Palace. Um, and that's going to be a real issue. So I think when they come up against the Brighton side, who, as I said, are in really good form at the moment, um, yes, this is a derby match, but... Uh, I do think this will end up being a pretty emphatic Brighton win here.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've also got to consider that Palace haven't even had a shot on target in the last three league matches. So it's not just a lack of goals, it's Mm -hmm. a lack of shots. And that's a real big concern. If They can't get themselves up for a trip to Brighton on Wednesday night. Obviously tonight, that being. You do sort of wonder, really, with Arsenal around the corner at the weekend, is that run going to get to 12? If that happens, who knows what happens in terms of Patrick Vieira's managerial status? But of course, but of course, there is another Premier League match this evening that is on the south coast. Southampton have picked up seven points for the last twelve on offer, and you've got to ask yourself whether you'd fancy three more in the bank over Brentford at odds of fifteen to eight. Now, when you look at Southampton, obviously that's a decent run under Ruben Tellez. There's new manager bouncing play. There's no doubt about that, but. You also have to wonder: Is this new manager bounce about to come to an end? You know, is that the sweet spot? They've got the seven points, and then the run starts to go against them. Perhaps, but at the same time, Brentford their unbeaten run has come to an end. So they might be a little bit sort of susceptible to more losses now. So, I don't think backing Southampton to win in their current state is the worst bet actually at fifteen to eight. But Jamie, I'll ask you because as I mentioned, Brentford saw their mm. lengthy unbeaten run come to an end at Everton. So, would you be backing them to return to winning ways? Odds of six to four.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously interesting to kind of talk about this. New, almost new manager bounce and will it come to an end? Obviously, the Saints have been really kind of tricky to beat under Ruben Sellers. You know, he's made a great start, obviously winning two, drawing one and, and obviously lost just one um, under in those first four matches. So he's made a good start. But um, yeah, I think this could be an interesting one. I do personally think it could actually continue, this um, this unbeaten run. I think we saw on the weekend how luckluster kind of Brentford looked against Everton. Um, then, of course, you can consider the fact that away from home, they have been really poor. They've won just twice on the, uh, on their travels all season. So, they've not been a side who have travelled particularly well, Brentford. So, that could come into play here. So, I actually do like the look of a draw at 9-4. to four. I think, you know, just given the way that Ruben sellers has his team playing at the moment, given that Brentford's obviously, as you said that on Breton run, came to an end and uh, they're poor away form, I think uh, a draw could be quite good here at 9-4. to four.
0: OK then, before we skip ahead to the weekend, let's focus on Thursday's English Europa League interest. First up, Arsenal, the host of Sporting Lisbon. And after a 2 all draw last Thursday, you have to ask yourself, is this one as simple as backing the Gunners to win at odds of 4-11? to It probably is, but there's not a great deal of value there. Understandably so, because of Arsenal's sort of dominance at home. So, where's the extra value in this one? Probably the home win in 90 minutes, and also over 2.5 goals at evens, that's where I'd be looking to squeeze a bit more juice out of the market. But Jamie, as I just said, obviously both teams scored last week in Portugal. With home advantage now being afforded to the Gunners, would you be tempted by the win to nil odds of 11-10? Or do you reckon there's at least a goal each in this one?
1: Mm. I, I think you're right with, with the second one there. I think both teams can score here. Um, I think when we knew when the, the draw was made, I think we thought this would be an awkward one for Arsenal. Obviously, a side that would want to do well in this competition, but the priority is clearly on the league. I think we knew they'd want to come in and rest players. So, you know, when they're facing a a strong team like Sporting, obviously a team who dropped out the Champions League, did pretty well in their first couple of games in that competition. We know how strong they are. Um, It was always going to be an awkward one for them. And, uh, you know, that's almost how it played out last last Thursday. We saw Arsenal make changes. We saw them struggle at times. So, yeah, I think Sporting, you know, they're going to do the same here where they are going to maybe rest some players. And I think Sporting can take advantage of that. Um, the only thing I will say is I think, obviously, being at the Emirates, given that Arsenal are just so strong at the moment, I do think Arsenal will eventually come out on top here. So I do like the look of both teams to score an Arsenal win um, at 11-5. to But yeah, I, I certainly think uh, Sporting can cause them some troubles here.
0: Yeah, I think if that's the case, it probably adds more credence to that home win and over 2.5 at even. So a good price there. Let's focus on Manchester United very quickly. I think it's fair to say job almost done as far as their tie with Real Betis is concerned. Now, we mentioned Manchester United's brutal schedule on last week's show and how they're going to be playing matches every two, three days from here on in, depending on cup progress. I think there's still a couple of league games to still be scheduled. So that's going to make things even more tricky. With that in mind, I can see... Maybe wholesale changes, maybe not enough to really sort of make United sweat in Spain. But I do feel that maybe a draw just to get over the line, get this tie sorted. And I feel that at odds of 5-2, to two, it's probably a better price than backing United to win, considering the advantages they've already got. So I'm backing just the stalemate in Spain. Jamie, in terms of over-under on the goals mm. in Seville, what are you going to make of this clash? You can get evens under <laughs> 2.5. So are you leaning that way before kickoff?
1: Yeah, look, obviously, I think Betis, they've scored plenty of goals this season. Um, I think, you know, they've scored in all seven of their Europa League games this season. Um, Only five teams in La Liga have scored more goals than them. So, you know, a side who are full of goals. And of course, we know of the last week, Manchester United, we know all about their firepower as well. So I think everything kind of points towards over 2.5 goals here. I think Real Betis are going to try to get back into this somewhat. Um, and I think that that will lead towards goals. As you said, I think Man United will probably make changes as well. And uh, I think that that might lead to Betis maybe having having these opportunities to score. So uh, I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals here. And uh, you can get that at 10 to 11.
0: Top shout there. We're going to go bet building once again. And this Saturday evening, Chelsea plays to Everton. So we're going to look to construct another winner. And it's just a double this week. And that means I'm going to go first. And I'm going to go with the any time goal scorer, which is going to be... Kai Havertz at 9-4, and the reason being that Chelsea do have a lot of options on paper when it comes to who could score at the weekend, so it makes it a bit more tricky because there's no talisman as such. There's no obvious figure when you're looking at who to pick from a Chelsea point of view. However, Kai Havertz has been out of form for quite a while this season, there's no doubt about that, but you can also argue with some confidence that he's beginning to hit the start of a purple patch. Hopefully that continues for the purpose of this bet, and that's why I'm opting for the German to score against the Toffees, now,
1: Jamie, as always from you, i like the over-under on the goals, please. Yeah, I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals here. I think we all know that Chelsea, they've had no issues in defence uh, this season. Only Newcastle, Arsenal and City have conceded fewer than them. Um, so, defensively, very sound. Um, I think as well, I do think this will end up being a comfortable win for, for Chelsea against Everton. Um, we know Everton, they've been a side that really have struggled to score goals this season. They are the lowest scorers in the league. They've scored just 20 times. So, yeah, just kind of really lacking firepower. So I think with Chelsea's strong defence, I think with uh, Everton being poor in front of goal this season, which as well we know with Chelsea, they have had some issues in terms of scoring goals as well themselves. But they have found a bit of form. I uh, don't think it's going to be enough to kind of really blow Everton away. Um, so I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals here.
0: OK, let's just recap on those two picks. We've gone for Kai Havertz to score at any time. We've gone for under 2.5 goals. Odds of 7-2. Not bad at all for a double. £10 on the betting slip. £85 in your back pocket. That's a good way to start the middle of March. And hopefully it gets over the line for you. I hope it gets over the line for us. But let's have a quick chat about the game itself now. Chelsea, of course, they've won in the Champions League. They're through to the last eight. Back-to-back wins in the Premier League. There is a sense that Graham Potter has begun to turn the corner at Stamford Bridge. Maybe justification for keeping him in the, the job. Obviously, there was a lot of talk about whether he'd be given the chop early doors. That hasn't happened. I feel that that favour has started to be repaid. I feel that Potter's just about learning what his best team is. There's a bit of semblance of continuity now. The confidence of getting further into Europe is sort of feeding into the Premier League. And with that in mind, Jamie, obviously Chelsea find himself 10th in the table at the moment. But when you look at the gap between mm. them and the three teams above them, they could be swallowed up quite easily, maybe even as soon as this weekend. So when you look at the likes of Brighton, Fulham, Brentford and their European credentials, could Chelsea leapfrog the lot?
1: Yeah, well, look, I think it's also worth remembering that Chelsea found themselves in a very difficult situation, or certainly Graham Potter did. Didn't have a lot of time in the job. I don't think he was given a great deal of his time, obviously, after replacing Thomas Tuchel to come in and really implement his ideas. Then, of course, he had the fact of, of trying to get all these new signings to kind of gel as well. And I don't think that's easy. So, you know, when you factor in a new manager a lot of new players as well. And I think they've been very unfortunate with injuries as well. So it's all kind of feeling like it's settling down a little bit now at Chelsea. They've got all these key players back. They've had a bit of time with Graham Potter. They've had time with these new players. So I think that all the criticism that was being thrown to them was somewhat harsh given their situation. But yeah, they they are starting to find a bit of form now. Um, I think they will start to fancy their chances of securing some sort of European football. I think top form might have gone just because they had been so poor over the last couple of months. And and that's maybe kind of cost them. Um, Interesting to kind of see, you know, obviously two big wins back to back. I thought they... Dortmund were pretty underwhelming in, in that game uh, last week. That, that was a bit disappointing to kind of see how good they have been in the Bundesliga and then just how poor they were. Obviously, we know that Leicester's form has, has been very difficult this year or very poor. So maybe kind of a little bit of caveat in terms of, um, you know, the teams that they have faced. Um, but look, as well, I think Chelsea, they've got a difficult end of the season. Um, Liverpool, Brighton, Manchester United, Brentford, Arsenal, Manchester City and Newcastle are some of the teams they've still got to play. So that's going to be a tricky end of the season in terms of trying to push for European spots. But look, obviously, as I said, you know, everything's kind of settled down a little bit now. So I think we'll start to see a bit of continuity now from, from Chelsea. But yeah, I don't think it's worth getting too carried away just yet, given the, given the two teams they have beaten and their form.
0: Yeah, of course, they've got to clear the hurdle of Everton. And Everton have picked up four points for the last six on offer. If it was at home for Everton, I'd be more confident and potentially backing the double chance at 13-8. to Of course, it is at Stamford Bridge. I'm less confident. Yes, Everton did draw at Nottingham Forest. It was a very good performance from Everton on the road. But they are a much different beast under Sean Dyche when they're not at Goodison Park. And I just feel because of that... You're looking at Chelsea winning, really. As you said, Jamie, earlier, under 2.5 goals is probably the way to go. But I just can't see Everton pulling a rabbit out of the hat in this one. And to build on that, Jamie, if you were to look at this from a half-time, full-time point of view, how do you see this one panning mm. out?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think you're right in terms of Chelsea will come out on top here. I think you, you said again where Everton, they are very much a different team um, away from home. Um, but having said that, I still think they'll make this tricky for Chelsea. Obviously, a Chelsea side who have been struggling for goals as well. So, it could be interesting to see how they do trying to break Everton down. So, I'm going to go for a draw at half-time here and then Chelsea to come out on top at full-time, uh, which you can get at 3-1. to one. I just think that Everton will come here looking to kind of frustrate Chelsea. We know how they're going to set up under Sean Dyche now and uh, I think that will lead to a frustrating first half for Chelsea. But uh, I think they will come out on top and, and get the win by full time.
0: Yeah, I like the sound of that one, actually. A lot of value there. Hopefully, there's a lot of value in our long shot because we're going anywhere in the world on the hunt for odds between 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. So, there's two of us. Jamie's got double bubble this week. So, Jamie, your first pick, please.
1: Yeah, my first pick, I'm going to actually go for a Southampton win over Spurs. <laughs> um, yeah, 7-2. to two, um, look Spurs I think they are done under Antonio Conte unfortunately I believe the Antonio Conte era is done yes we obviously got that win over Nottingham Forest on the weekend but I think that you look at given how poor Nottingham Forest have been on their travels they have got the worst away record in the league there's no real surprise that we managed to get that win I just as, as I said we spoke about Southampton earlier they have been quite good under, under Ruben Seles they've made a good start there obviously this big game being at St Mary's as well um, I, just don't, I just can't see Spurs coming away with um, any, any points here. I think that this will be a difficult afternoon for Spurs. And uh, yeah, I'm going to back a Southampton win at 7-2. to
0: two. Blimey. I mean, to be honest, it's sound logic, so I can't really argue with it too much, although I may have to argue with it later in the show. But what you said actually makes more sense than what I'm going to say later on. However, I'm going to stay in the Premier League because I'm going to go for Leicester to win at Brentford now. As I just mentioned, Brentford's unbeaten run has come to an end, so I think we're going to see a chink in the armour, so to speak, as their European hopes are under threat from the likes of a resurgent Chelsea. Add the fact that the Foxes desperately need a league win after losing each of their last four. If they get to five, I think it's going to be a real issue for Brendan Rodgers. With that said, I can't see it getting to five. I do think they're going to win. The Premier League is throwing up surprises by the week. I think this is the next one, and I think it comes in West London as I back Lesser to win odds of 11-4. to And Jamie, your second pick, please.
1: Yeah I'm going to go for a little bit of a shock in, in the FA Cup, and I'm going to go for a Blackburn away win at Sheffield United. We know that kind of there's been a real drop-off from Sheffield United recently. Um, you know They've lost four of their last six league matches, so you, know, really kind of poor form there. They lost home to Luton on the weekend as well. Um, obviously, I think Craig's been telling us all about how poor Sheffield United have been recently and, and kind of how disappointed their supporters have been with, with their form. Um, for Blackburn, you know it's been a, a really good run for them. They're unbeaten in eight. Uh, they've got four straight uh, wins in, in, in a row. They did lose on the weekend, though, to Stoke. So that might kind of be a bit of a warning sign there. But that was a way. Um, I just think given the contrasting form at the moment of these two teams, uh, I do think Blackburn will come up top here. You <laughs> can get that at actually five to one, obviously. So a pretty big price. It is obviously, uh, you know, a, a, a quite a long shot, this one, for sure. But uh, as I said, just given the contrasting form, I think that Blackburn could sneak a surprise here and come out on top.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good shout, actually. I was going to allude to that in just a moment. But, of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, it's time to get up for the FA Cup once again as we've reached the quarter final stage. First up is Man City playing host to Burnley. With previous company with a K visiting the Etihad as Burnley manager, the big question is can they do the unthinkable and win at odds of 16 to 1? If you were to ask me this question 24 hours ago before Man City played RB Leipzig, I'd say, you know, it's FA Cup. You never know. It might be worth a quid with the way Burnley are playing. They've got nothing to fear. The story of company coming back to the Etihad, et etc. Et with Man City beating RB Leipzig 7-0, I'm thinking it's not even worth the one. Just bet on Man City by whatever margin you feel necessary. It's not going to get to seven, obviously, but I just feel that win is probably the turbo charge for the rest of their season. You obviously... Premier League, Champions League, emphatic win there. So I just feel Burnley are going to meet him at the wrong time. So bad news for Burnley. But Jamie, if you're looking mm. at this cup clash from an anytime goalscorer point of view, what player takes your fancy before kick-off?
1: Yeah, so so one player that I did really like obviously I think he came on yesterday was was Julian Alvarez. He's 21 to 20 uh, to score any time. So, yeah, I mean not obviously the best value when I, when I was looking at that, I did really like the look of him though. I think he'll come into the team. I think he's going to come in and replace Erling Haaland here. Um but I think a better value pick would be Phil Foden at 21 uh, to 10. Um obviously Foden in the last round we saw him net a brace. Um, he's also scored in both of his appearances in this competition. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to come in and start here. Obviously, he started on the bench against Leipzig. Um, we saw him start in the, in the last game as well in this competition. So, I think he'll get a start here. As I said, he scored in both his appearances in the competition. Um, so, yeah, I think given he's going to start, I think that that's a quite a good shout at 21-10. to 10.
0: Okay then, and next up we've got Sheffield United versus Blackburn. And Jamie, I'm going to copy your homework almost word for word because you've pretty much said exactly what I was going to say. I feel that Blackburn to win at 5-1 to one is an excellent price, Regardless of our long shot hacker, I'd be pumping on this anyway because as you mentioned, Sheffield United, yes, they're second in the table. But it just feels like it's all starting to ebb away all of a sudden. Millersboro were held at home to Stoke last night, that being Tuesday. So a bit of a disappointment, a bit of a shock, really. So that's probably did Sheffield United a small favour. But Borough will be in league action at the weekend. They win that. Obviously, then that puts up more pressure on Sheffield United. So maybe Sheffield United need to get out of this cup competition as quick as possible and focus on trying to keep hold of second position. So, yeah, I'm going for Rovers to March to Wembley. Odds of 5-1. In this fixture and as i say jamie you've just mentioned blackburn so i don't think you're going to be confident for the blades to win odds of 13 to 20.
1: yeah i mean it was also worth noting that you know, almost two weeks ago uh blackburn came out on top here against sheffield united so they've already beaten them just recently as well it was a one nil victory um, for Blackburn at home, so that that obviously comes into will might come into play as well here. But yeah, I, I just think given the the form of these two teams, the contrasting form, Blackburn they kind of look like they're on the up. They've made their way into the playoffs as well. So yeah, this this could be a really interesting game actually to watch two teams. Um, obviously, Sheffield United who have been great all season. Yes, there's obviously there has been a bit of a drop off. Blackburn, as I said, they are a side who are now coming into contention for a potential promotion. So. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a, a really interesting game, but uh, I do think there will be a bit of a shock here and uh, Blackburn come out on top.
0: OK, then that same day, Brighton play host to rank Outsiders Grimsby. Now, it's 1-7 to seven on for home win, so I'm not going to insult people's intelligence by telling people to back that one. What I would say, though, is Brighton to win and both teams to score. that means Brighton to win in 90 minutes, of course. Both teams to score, 7-4. to four. Offers a bit more value. Obviously, we saw Grimsby dump Southampton out of the cup. I don't think they're going to have the same joy this weekend. But sometimes, you know, when you're in that sort of status in a cup quarter final, even celebrating a goal is that still golden moment. So I feel that Brighton will afford Grimsby that. I feel both teams will have something relative to celebrate at the end. So Brighton will make progress to Wembley. Grimsby will have their moment in the sun. And if you back that 7-4, to four, odds are yours. But Jamie, as I just mentioned, Grimsby did dump out Southampton in the previous round of the competition. Is there any chance they can take this one to at least extra time? Because you can get double chance odds of 9-2. to two.
1: Yeah, look, I, I'm going to say I do think the run will end here for Grimsby. I think this is going to be such a tough game for them. Um, I think Brighton—they'll obviously be desperate to kind of ensure that they make, um, you know, make the semi-finals. I think they've been fantastic this season. I think under Roberto Di Zerbi, he's building something really special at the Amex, and uh, I think they'd really deserve, you know, a day out at Wembley, a semi-final of an FA Cup be their first time they've reached that that stage of the competition since uh, 1983. So, obviously, a very long time since they've been here. Um, But, look, they'd thoroughly deserve it. Been fantastic this season. Obviously, a very nice game against Grimsby. You know, no disrespect to Grimsby. They've been been fantastic in the competition this year. Obviously, we saw them get that big win uh, over Southampton. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately for them, I do think it will come to an end. And uh, I think it's, you know, fairly obvious that we will see a Brighton win here.
0: Yeah, I think Brighton's Cup march continues to Wembley, at least one appearance. But hopefully Fulham, I say hopefully, they're going to be hoping to get to Wembley themselves at least once because they face Manchester United this weekend in the Cup. Now, this is probably the tie of the round when you look at the pairings we've got. It's a very open draw this year and I think the likes of Fulham and Brighton will fancy their chances of at least getting to the final. Now, when you consider United's scheduling issues, something we touched on earlier in the show as well, I'm not sure if I'm in a rush to back them. But odds of four to nine to win, especially in 90 minutes. Obviously, with no replays, you've got the buffer of extra time, the buffer of penalties. I feel this one's going to be a little bit tighter. So you can get eight to one on penalties and extra time, that being the outcome. Jamie, is that something that you bind to, or have you got something else for me?
1: Dan, I, I think you're right here in terms of not wanting to back the home win here. Um, obviously, Manchester United, it does feel like they are starting to feel the, the pressure a bit of being in three competitions still. Um, obviously, we know that they're going to have played midweek, on a Thursday away in Betis so that's going to be a difficult one then of course you factor in that Fulham I think they are a strong team I think this is an awkward cup tie for them um I can see Fulham definitely taking this one to, to kind of extra time here and uh, I just wonder whether it does go to extra time whether the Red Devils are going to have enough in the tank so I'm going to give you an additional long shot this week and uh, I- It seems ridiculous saying this because the price is just so big, but I'm going to go for a Fulham win in extra time just because I think that we saw on the weekend, obviously drawing at Southampton, we saw that massive loss at at Liverpool. Um, I think there could be a bit of an upset on the cards here. I think Fulham are going to make that very difficult for United, take it to extra time, and I think they'll end up dumping out the Red Devils at a massive 25-1. to You can get Fulham to win in extra time. Obviously, that to me sounds ridiculous given the price, but I just think... Given all the, the things that I've stated there, I think you know you, you go to extra time. United already very much fatigued. I think this could be a really, really big shock here, and Fulham end up dumping them out an extra time at 25 to 1.
0: Well, why not? It's the magic of the FA Cup. And do you know what? As you, you just said, it's very sound logic. United might just run out of stuff in the tank in terms of the weekend. It depends how far Betis can push them. If that's routine then maybe it might sort of help United at the weekend. But if Betis get a couple of early goals on Thursday, who knows what happens there? Does that feed into the weekend as well? We'll just have to wait and see. But before we wait and see for that, we need a correct score bet now. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. We just want that outcome spot on. So I'm going to go first in lieu of Craig. I'm going to go back to Stamford Bridge. I'm going to go with a Chelsea 2-0 win. And as you said earlier, Jamie, I feel that it's going to be tight in the first half because that's Sean Dutch's M.O. But that extra quality for Chelsea will shine through in the end. A couple of goals, a routine win, job done for the Blues at Stamford Bridge. And Jamie, what have you got in terms of your correct score?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm feeling a bit bad about myself here because I've, I've backed Spurs to lose and I'm going to back an Arsenal win here. Um, I, I think, you know, no real surprise at the moment, though. Obviously, Arsenal, you have to give credit to them. They've been fantastic. They keep overcoming all these, these tricky challenges. Obviously, Palace on the weekend, I think that this should be a fairly routine win, obviously, at home as well. I'm going to go for a 3-0 Arsenal win at 15-2. to um, Arsenal, they've kept three clean sheets in the last four league matches. Palace, they come into this one, the uh, ju- second lowest scorers in the division. They've scored just 21 times. We know, as I said earlier in the show, we know their struggles in front of goal. And uh, I think Arsenal are going to keep them at bay and produce a 3-0 win at 15-2. to
0: Yeah, it does make a lot of sense, to be fair. But of course, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. Right, there's plenty more Premier League headlines to mop up. And first up, it's Friday Night Football as Nottingham Forest entertain Newcastle. So, two successive draws for Forest at the City ground in the Premier League. Do you know what? I'm tempted to back a third odds of 13-5. to five. Of course, Newcastle did get to a winning return at the weekend as they got the better of Wolves late on. But Forest is a really tricky ground to go to. I mean, bigger teams, better teams than Newcastle have suffered Their City were held to a draw. Everton, obviously they're not quite a bigger team, but you get the idea. You know, they're not rolling over Nottingham Forest either. It is a bit of a fortress. You know, the roar of the city ground is one of the greatest noises in English football at the moment. I just feel that Newcastle obviously have probably got rid of their blip. They had three really tough fixtures, lost them all. The win against Wolves is going to boost their confidence, but I'm still nervous about their attacking prowess. And I just feel that Forest at home is a far different beast to Forest on the road as we saw against Tottenham last weekend. I think they've only scored four Premier League goals on the road this season. So I think in front of their own fans, they're going to have a little bit more, which is why I'm backing the draw at 13-5. to five. But, Jamie, with that in mind, the bookmakers are liking the look of under 2.5 goals or to 4 to 5. Is that something that you would agree with?
1: Well, look, Dan, I I agree with you in terms of maybe this one playing out as a draw. I think this is going to be a tough evening for Newcastle. Obviously, yes, they're having a fantastic season. But look, Forest, they are very much a very tricky team to beat at home. Um, They're averaging over 1.3 goals per game at the City Ground, So a team who have been good in front of goal, um, in front of their own supporters, Um, They are conceding a a very large average of uh, 1.5 xG uh, per game. So obviously a side who are obviously conceding lots of chances as well. And uh, I think this will lead to some goals in this one. I don't think it's going to be under 2.5 goals. I'm going to go in the opposite direction and go for over 2.5. Um, that would be my pick here, I just think given that, that Forrest in terms of scoring goals at the city go they 've had no issues there, um, obviously newcastle as well they 've got some great attacking players, yes, obviously they had um, been on this slight, slight run of uh, not scoring too many goals, but uh, I think here, just given the kind of the form of um, Nottingham Forest at home, I think this one points towards goals here.
0: And of course, if you want to back those two combined, I think a correct score bet of two all would make the most sense. you probably get about 12 to 14 to one on that, maybe even more. So if you want goals and a draw, that's the way to go there. But we're going to go to Villa Park next. And I think the way to go is Ollie Watkins at the moment. He's 13 to eight in the anytime time goals. Do you know what? I'm going to back him to score the opening goal, Odds of nine to two. England squad's coming up. What better way to really get in Gareth Southgate's plans than by getting another goal. Watkins in a real purple patch and I think it just goes to show when you play strikers in their real positions they flourish. Now obviously when him and Danny Ings were both at Villa they were fleeting between out wide and in the centre and no either party was really getting the best out of themselves. Now that Danny Ings has moved on to West Ham we're seeing the best of Watkins. Villa are getting the best out of him as well. I just feel that although Villa have got nothing really to play for this season they're not in the European mix. They're not going to be threatened by relegation. The season is kind of done but now it's a race for prize money if nothing else to use in the summer I feel that they're going to be in a good position to get rid of Bournemouth at the weekend and that's why I'm backing Watkins to score first at odds of 9-2 to but Jamie of course Bournemouth did tie up the relegation bunch even further mm. with their massively surprise win over Liverpool last weekend so can they repeat that feat on the road at odds of 4-1 to
1: yeah, look, I'll be honest, I do think this one's pretty unlikely. Um, the Cherries, they've been very poor on their travels this season. They've lost nine of their 13 uh, away matches this season. So, you know, not great on the road. Meanwhile, you look at Villa, they're now three games unbeaten. So a good run from them, starting to put a gun, good run under Unai Emery. Um, I think this would be a comfortable win for them in the end. And uh, I like the look of a win to Neil at seven to four.
0: Yeah, I think that's a solid shout, actually. But let's look at some teams that are doing Premier League double bubble this weekend. The first of those is Southampton. Jamie, you backed a win for the Saints over Tottenham at the weekend. So I was going to go in a slightly different direction before I heard your logic. So I'm going to offer it up anyway, but I don't even believe it myself now because I was going to go for a Southampton lead at half-time and then a Tottenham win at full-time at odds of 22-1. to 1. So I've gone big. It feels like because Craig's not here, we're going to just... Throw big bets into the air, but why not? You know, it's like when the headmaster's not in, we're just going to be a bit silly. But I'm not sure if I even believe my own logic now because I was going to say that the Saints are probably approaching the end of the new manager bounce, and I think a lot of that will depend on what happens against Brentford tonight. And they do have a habit, admittedly, of making life difficult for Spurs at St. Mary's, but I do think that Spurs, you know, we've sort of fallen into the trap of, oh, they've turned the corner and this is it, and you know, things are okay again. But I just feel that perhaps the combination of results of last weekend, with the win over Nottingham Forest and Liverpool losing at Bournemouth, that top four race is not quite done and dusted because the week before, everyone felt that even though Liverpool were fifth at the time, you thought, oh, well, it's just a matter of time before Liverpool overtake Spurs and win that last Champions League pace for themselves. Now, though, I'm thinking there's at least balance because both teams are sort of consistently inconsistent. And I feel that at least Tottenham mm. have to build on last week's win, they have to really, because they've got nothing else, you know, it's all eggs in this basket from here on in, and if they can't get the better of a Southampton side, then they've got no real right to be in the top four anyway, so I just feel that, as I say, Southampton are going to have this last bit of bounce perhaps, and I feel they're going to get their noses in front, but I do feel that Tottenham should get their noses in front by the very end and win it 22-1, to but at the same time, Jamie, it's quite hard to argue against your sound logic earlier, so one of us might be right, it might even be a draw, you don't know, so... Then again, you never know with Tottenham, do you? So we'll have to throw it open to you because Brentford are also in double duty this weekend. I mentioned earlier that I think Leicester are going to win. Can you back the home team to win it to ten to 11
1: yeah, do you know what? I, I will go in the opposite direction here and go for a Brentford win. Um, I think, you know, they've lost just once at home all season. That came against the Gunners. So, you know, you can obviously give them a bit of leeway there. Uh, they've won seven of their 13 matches at home as well. So I think at home, you know, Brentford, very much a different proposition. Um, then, of course, you look at the fact that Leicester's form, I think, really fallen off a cliff recently. Um, it's four straight defeats. Uh, It's eight from their 11, uh, eight defeats from their 11 games since the World Cup as well. Um, So I think Brentford will certainly be kind of licking their lips at the prospect of of facing a a Leicester team who are really out of sorts at the moment. So, yes, I'm going to back a Brentford win here.
0: Bad news for Leicester. That one comes good for Jamie. But I'm also off to the Emirates as Arsenal welcome Crystal Palace. Jamie, you tipped the Arsenal win earlier. Rightly so. Now, of course, I think the big factor here is if Arsenal win this game, it's eight points clear, at the top of the Premier League table. Yes, they would have played more games, but we talk about games in hand versus points on the boards, and I think getting to eight is going to be a huge statement in terms of the title race, and I just feel that with Palace being as they are, this one almost writes itself, really. I mean, you can get an Arsenal win to nil at just five to six. It makes sense, but I don't think there's enough value there, so I'm going to go with Arsenal to win both halves at seven to four, only because I just feel the win to nil. Obviously, Palace have got a real issue in front of goal. They're not even shooting, really, in terms of goals at the moment. But with Patrick Vieira going back to the the Arsenal, there's obviously an extra incentive to try and get at least something. So I feel that, actually, he might surprise Arsenal to a certain degree by getting his team on the score sheet. But I do feel that Arsenal could have enough to get over the line and get that eight-point advantage and make life more difficult for Manchester City. So I'm going to go for the Gunners win at both halves. At 7-4. That tees that up nicely for you, Jamie, because you're off to Molineux as Wolves players to lead. It's mm. Lopetegui versus Gracia in the West Midlands. The battle of the Spanish managers. What's the best bet you can offer up to the listeners? Yes.
1: Yeah, so worth considering Leeds is really poor away from this season. They've got the third worst in the league. Um, so for me, yeah, 100% that that needs to be factored in. They've lost nine of their 30 matches on their travels. So, yeah, really, really poor run away from home. Meanwhile, Wolves, they've kept clean sheets in nearly half their matches at home this season. Um, so aside at Molyneux, who have been pretty strong, obviously we saw in their, in their last game at Molyneux, it was a 1-0 win over Spurs. So I'm going to go for a, a another low-scoring Wolves win here. I'm going to add under 2.5 goals to a Wolves win, and you can get that at ten to three.
0: Yeah, I think that's a solid shout. Actually, when you consider Wolves are better at home than they are away. Leeds they drew at home to Brighton, which was a good result in the context of the match. But when you looked at Bournemouth getting a win at Liverpool, or sorry, when you look at Bournemouth winning at home to Liverpool, you sort of think actually that's not really a great result. It's not the result Leeds need, but The cutthroat battle of the relegation saga at the moment is just fascinating. So even if you're getting points, sometimes points aren't enough. And I feel that Wolves, if they get three at the weekend, probably gives them a real nice cushion that they haven't had yet this season. It just... Puts a bit of daylight between them and the bottom three. Maybe they'll overtake Palace and Forest as well. So a big game in the West Midlands. But it's time for our big ending now because it's time for the odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each. We combine it into an acca. We try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens. And let's see if we can get another winner over the line. So once again, there's two of us We need three picks. Jamie's on double service once more. So Jamie, you're up first. What's your first pick?
1: yeah i 'm going to go for another Napoli game here and another Napoli win obviously we know they 're flying in the uh, the league at the moment it 's nine wins from their last ten. The gap now stands at eighteen points and uh, they go away to Torino on the weekend and uh, I think this is going to be another Napoli win. I think they're going to continue to pull away here and uh, i 'm going to back a Napoli win at eight to eleven.
0: Top shout. I'm going to pack my own passport. I'm off to France. I'm going to keep my pick really simple as PSG play host to Rennes. So the league aren't leaders, have seemingly got their domestic blip out of the way and have won the last four in the French First Division. The Paris-based outfit are now 10 points clear at the top of the table and surely they go on to win the league from here. This weekend, season play host to a fifth-place Rens side. And although they needed a last-minute winner to get the better of Brest last week, that being PSG, of course, Christoph Gautier's men are at least winning matches. They're getting over the line. They're doing it dirty. So I'm going to back the home win odds of 1-2. to two. It's skinny, but it's just enough. And Jamie, your second pick, please.
1: Yeah, I'm going to back another league leader here. And I'm going to look at the Bundesliga. Uh, I'm not going to go for Bayern Munich to beat Bayer Leverkusen. They're away here, Bayern Munich. But look, you just look at their excellent form recently. They've won five of the last six. It's just one defeat in 17 for Bayern Munich. Uh, they opened up a two-point gap on the weekend. Obviously, Borussia Dortmund dropping points. So I think they'll kind of really sense an opportunity here to, to make that pay and uh, continue to pull away at the top. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go for another Bayern Munich win, uh, which you can get at 3-5. to five.
0: A lovely continental flavour to our odds on threefold. Hopefully that one is a winner. But that brings us to full time now. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the FreeBets website. And now I just need to thank my top guest, Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me.
1: Yeah, thanks, Dan. Obviously, I'm not going to mention too much about the Spurs because each week I kind of say, we're going to bounce back, we're going to do this and uh, always end up disappointing. But look, that's kind of the story of Spurs. But I'll say, I mentioned at the start of the show, Premier League looking really exciting at the moment. I think the title race... Going to be really interesting. Obviously, Arsenal have a fantastic opportunity on the weekend, as you said, to open an eight point gap. So that could be interesting. But as well, the relegation battle, so many teams involved in that. Top four, all open. So yeah, Premier League really kind of heating up towards, towards the end here.
0: Absolutely, mate. Cheers to you. Cheers to Craig. Get well soon. And also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leads me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On podcast. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>